What do you mean he can't stay with you anymore, and you're sending him home? I just don't have the resources to look after him properly, Naomi. He makes life very difficult for me. I can feel my blood start to boil. The fucking miserable excuse for a human being is talking about his son for crying out loud. Are you shitting me? You were all too happy less than a year ago when Fox decided he wanted to be with you. We're full of snide remarks for me and lofty intentions of showing me up on the parenting field. And now you're just going to dump him? He's not a fucking sack of potatoes, James. You don't get to shove him out of your life because he's an inconvenience. He's your bloody son. Do you have any idea what this will do to him? He's 16 years old and life is hard enough. You're going to make it even harder. The silence on the other end is a clear indication that James is done with this discussion. Typical. It was always his modus operandi to leave me hanging in silence, waiting for me to cave. And I don't disappoint this time either. Of course he can come home. This is and will always be his home. But listen to me carefully. I will not put this kid through another upheaval. This is it. Other than to let me know where and when to get him off the Greyhound bus he is sticking him on, James doesn't seem to have any more to say to me. Miserable piece of shit. Fox had been 13 years old when I finally left James, something I should have done long before. But with my good Catholic upbringing, I had it ingrained in me that once you made your bed, you had to lie in it. James was my messy, rumpled, and very dirty bed. One that many others were invited into, more than I would even venture to guess, I'm sure. He always had a tendency to belittle me, even early on in our relationship. But he was older and already a successful attorney, while I was still in med school and unsure of myself, of my position in his life. My parents, who were both still alive at that time, had been over the moon that their only child would not only become a doctor, but had snagged a high-profile criminal lawyer for a husband. They died suddenly in a car accident in California, just after my dad had retired, their first road trip in the new RV my parents had bought. My consolation was that they had had a chance to meet their one and only grandchild, and died together, living their dream. Fox was only one at the time, and I was devastated. Looking back now, I know I lost myself for a while. A combination of what might have been postpartum depression and the grief over the loss of my parents— Somehow took the stuffing out of me. In hindsight, that's likely when James started playing the field again. Or maybe he had done it all along and just became more lax in hiding it. Regardless, I had somehow become numb to the put-downs and blind to the betrayals over the years, until Fox started asking questions about the girls Dad would bring home for lunch. Turns out the sleazeball had been bringing his office interns to my house. To fuck in my bed. I decided to go home for lunch myself one day, after making sure Fox would be at school over the lunch hour, and found him in my bed banging two women. Two women. On the quilt my mother made me when we got married. That was it for me, and honestly, there was a part of me that wasn't surprised, a part that had been expecting this day to come. Suddenly, none of this was okay anymore, not the belittling I would endure, not the cheating, none of it. So I called it. I told him I was done, and he didn't even fight me, just scoffed and said I wasn't ever gonna manage on my own. 